Spiritual Warfare with Territorial Spirits By David Dunlap The Spiritual Warfare Prayer Intercessor exclaimed, This city is overrun with demons, there are demons in every house and on every street, souls will never be saved until this city is taken back by the power of prayer, house by house, street by street. These Christians were exhorted to take part in a week-long prayer vigil and to pray and fast around the clock. Some of the faithful walked along every street in nearby neighborhoods, commanding the demons in every house to leave in the name of Jesus. At the end of the week, words of prophecy were spoken in the church, encouraging the believers that their efforts had been successful and the demons in these neighborhoods were routed. Now, many souls would be saved. But can such prayer exorcise a city of demons? Is such a practice even biblical? This hypothetical, but all too real, scenario has been repeated numerous times in churches throughout North America. What is strategic level spiritual warfare? This technique of spiritual warfare with territorial spirits may be the fastest growing method in evangelism today. This popular method has crossed denominational boundaries and is practiced by charismatic and non charismatic believers alike. Its impact on the mission field has been dramatic and its inroads at the home front are unrivaled. This doctrine, which is also called strategic-level spiritual warfare, SLSW, is the popular charismatic method of casting out demons from geographical locations, so that, we are told, the gospel can go forth unhindered, saving thousands of lost souls. John Dawson, the president of the Charismatic Missions Organization, Youth with a Mission, and author of Taking Cities for Christ, explains. For the last 10 years I have lived in the black community in Los Angeles. My neighbors and I have common enemies. Spirits of despair, hopelessness, depression, discouragement, and rejection torment this community. Several years ago my staff and I went on a prayer walk around our neighborhood. We stood in front of every house, rebuked Satan in Jesus' name, and prayed for a revelation of Jesus in the life of each family. Winning the Battle for Your Neighborhood, Charisma Magazine, April 1990 pages 60 to 61. Leaders of SLSW teach that there are three levels of demonic control on earth. Firstly, there are ground-level demons, which possess people. Secondly, there are occult-level demons, which empower witches, shamans, and magicians. Finally, the strategic-level demons, which are the most powerful of the three, are said to rule over certain regions or territories and to direct the efforts of the hordes of ground-level demons. Their main purpose is to hinder people from coming to Christ. Proponents teach that the traditional methods of evangelism are time-bound, out of step with current cultural trends, and will be unfruitful unless this new warfare praying technique is practiced. The History of Strategic-Level Spiritual Warfare How did this unbiblical method gain such a strong foothold so quickly? In the early 1980s, there were a number of citywide gospel campaigns in Latin America. Some of the evangelists attributed their success to days spent in prayer, wrestling against the powers of darkness. Thus, this movement was born. But life was infused into the movement in the early 1990s, when charismatic leader Peter C. Wagner of the Fuller Seminary School of World Missions linked himself with the movement. Since then, he has been one of its most vocal spokesmen and its most prolific writer. Peter Wagner has attributed astonishing claims to the use of SLSW prayer, 10 million Japanese will come to Christ by the year 2000, it helped to bring down the Berlin Wall, it has opened Albania to the gospel, it deposed dictator Manuel Noriega, it lowered the crime rate in Los Angeles, 
and it broke the power of demons over Japan, breaking strongholds in your city, Ventura, California, Regald 1993, page 25. Author Frank Peretti stirred the imaginations of believers with his two early books, This Present Darkness, 1986, and Piercing the Darkness, 1989. These fictional books demonstrated, in graphic and sensational detail, the battle of believers with territorial spirits. By these efforts, coupled with the zeal of many others, this movement has been tremendously successful in making inroads into the mainstream of the evangelical church. A large and growing number of evangelical organizations, such as the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association and Bill Bright's Campus Crusade for Christ, currently practice its techniques and are supportive of the goals of SLSW. The Methods of Strategic Level Spiritual Warfare how is it that proponents of SLSW go about breaking demonic territorial dominion? According to the movement's leaders, a number of detailed steps are required. Firstly, seek the name of the ruling spirit and identify its territory. For example, SLSW leaders state that the names of the six worldwide ruling demons directly under Satan are Damian, Asmodeo, Mengdalish, Arios, Beelzebub, and Nosferastius. The territorial spirits controlling Costa Rica are Shibo, Quibo, Amnio, Mephistopheles, Nostradamus, and Azazel. Those in the United States are Ralphs, Anaritho, Manchester, Apollyon, and Deviltook. See Peter Wagner, Wrestling with Dark Angels, Ventura, California, Regal, 1990, page 85. Secondly, seek to identify the function of demons in a particular area. Thirdly, determine which course of action should be pursued. If demons occupy a neighborhood, then a prayer walk is required. If demons control a city, then a praise march is necessary. If demons exercise power over a region, then a prayer expedition is demanded, and if demons rule in a nation, then a prayer journey should be carried out. Identification repentance is the practice of discovering the sin and guilt which give the demon a foothold in an area, and repenting of that sin to break the demon's grip. Every year thousands of SLSW intercessors walk all the known routes of the First Crusades, which left Cologne, Germany, on Easter of 1096 AD. The purpose is to loosen the demonic stranglehold Optimans in this area by repenting and apologizing to Muslims and Jews for the atrocities committed by the Christians at that time. Another technique used is spiritual mapping, which is the process of discovering the exact location of the demon's domain. Peter Wagner exhorts the SLSW faithful. Spying out the land is essential when warring for a city. Christians should walk or drive every major freeway, avenue, and road of their cities, praying and coming against demonic strongholds over every neighborhood. Even if you don't see instant results, keep the trumpets blowing. Always remember, God is not slack concerning His promise. The walls will come down. Engaging the enemy. How to Fight and Defeat Territorial Spirits See, Peter Wagner, Ventura, California, Regal, page 98. These elaborate and specious techniques were virtually unknown to the Apostle Paul, and we fail to find the slightest trace of them in the New Testament. However, thousands of undiscerning Christians are giving themselves over to an unbiblical method and, as its short history has shown, an unfruitful method. Who can estimate the money, time, and the resources that have been lost? Yes, anecdotal evidence and sensational accounts abound, however, when SLSW leaders are pressed for verifiable proof, they cannot point to a city or village or nation that has been freed from demonic control. Strategic Level Spiritual Warfare and Daniel 10 
What do the scriptures say concerning strategic level spiritual warfare? For the scripture must be our standard in determining the soundness of any doctrine. Let us look at the most commonly cited proof text of SLSW leaders, Daniel 10 verses 13 and 20, which sets forth the battle between the Prince of Persia and Michael the Archangel. The Prince of Persia is said to be an example of a territorial spirit which can be defeated through the techniques of SLSW. Peter Wagner writes, This story leaves not doubt that territorial spirits greatly influence human life in all its socio-political aspects. Warfare Prayer, Ventura Eregal, 1992, page 66. What is the account in Daniel 10 teaching? Daniel, indeed, does speak of a demonic prince of Persia and a prince of Greece, Daniel 10 verses 13 and 20. These princes are not merely infernal militia fighting side by side against the people of God, but they are also adversaries, battling each other, Daniel 11 verse 2. The thrust of Daniel 10 more properly is a prophetic look at the history of the Middle East. Persia will fall before Greece and Greece will split into four smaller kingdoms, Daniel 11 to 12. Daniel never prays against the demon princes, nor seeks to cast them from their regions. A careful examination of this passage will not yield support to territorial demonic possession. On the contrary, Daniel 10 soundly refutes the detailed and sensational practices of SLSW. It may be helpful to notice the following in this passage. 1. The battle was fought in heaven and not on earth. 2. The battle did not involve any humans, rather, two angels and one demon. 3. The battle was directed by God in heaven and by Michael, not by men on earth. 4. Daniel was not asked to bind a demon. 5. Daniel was not even asked to pray. Biblical Principles in Spiritual Warfare In summary, we learn from Scripture that Satan's minions are highly organized, Ephesians 6 verse 12, but nowhere does the Bible say that Satan has assigned them to every geopolitical unit. Nowhere does the Bible give an example of a believer rebuking or confronting geographical demons. Nowhere in the Bible does it say that we are to command demons to give up territory. Yes, Satan is a formidable adversary, 1 Peter 5 verse 8, yet the Lord Jesus Christ has already conquered him on the cross, Colossians 2 verse 15, and will one day consign him to hell forever, Revelation 20 verses 1 to 10. We must not pass over quickly the important charges of Jude 8 to 10 and 2 Peter 2 verses 10 to 12, which rebuke those who verbally abuse spirits. Indeed, we are called to turn them over to God. The New Testament never encourages the Christian to take the offensive against demonic strongholds. Paul and the other apostles never engaged in this practice. In rare cases, where demons were cast out, it was the result of demons taking the offensive against the apostles. Acts 16 verse 16 In the meantime, we are called to resist Satan through our spiritual armor, Ephesians 6 verses 10 to 18, standing firm in the power of his might, and praying always with all prayer. Further reading Thomas Ice, Robert Dean, A Holy Rebellion Strategy for Spiritual Warfare, Harvest House Publishers, Eugene, Oregon, 1995 Chuck Lowe, Territorial Spirits and World Evangelization? Christian Focus Publications, GB, 1998 Dave Hunt, Occult Invasion, Harvest House Publishers, Eugene, Oregon, 1998 Donald Gray Barnhouse, The Invisible War, Zondervan Publishing House, Grand Rapids, Michigan, 1995.